I'm Jake Miller from the Educational Duct Tape Podcast, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect those of others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. Coming up on episode 104 of Podcast PD, sponsored by StreamYard, we are going to talk about the beginning of the school year and we're going to reflect on just what is happening right now. Let's start the show. This is Podcast PD, the show that provides you with anytime, anywhere professional development. Our conversations and guests will provide you with the learning you might get in a faculty meeting or on a PD day. Except you're going to have more fun with AJ Bianco, Stacey Lindis, and me, Chris Nessie. Let's start the show. What's up, party people? Here's your triple tag team. Myself, Chris Nessie, Stacy Lindis, and AJ Bianco. Here on a Sunday night. Now, you see, it's not fair, my two podcast friends. If I say something, you complain that I said something and it made up a name. And then when I don't say something, we look at me like, are we even podcasting right now? So... <laughs> You can't have it both ways. You were like lined up, like ready to go. Like you wanted to say something and you just like couldn't figure it out. So I was just waiting. But I guess pregnant just, pause, all the things. Pregnant pause. Stacy, what's on your mind? Not that, Chris. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, good for you. <laughs> good for you. <laughs> uh, it is Sunday night. If you are joining us live, if you're listening to this on the podcast side, hey, we record this show live. Almost every other Sunday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time out at podcastpd.com slash live. And if you can join us, we would love to have you join us because we do fun things like, say, if you're here live and you want to join our conversation tonight, go to podcastpd.com slash join. It's like radio, only it's not. You don't have to show your face, but turn a microphone on and you could be a part of our conversation tonight that is full of fun and hijinks. And we haven't even had it yet. So anyway. <laughs> Let's uh let's dive in a little bit. Stacy, how are you? I'm doing all right. I'm really excited for today's topic because we're going to be talking about our first week first week of school ish, right? Like we've only had 3 days. Chris, I think you had fewer than that or AJ had fewer um yeah, 2 days, two. Yeah, so 3 days with my kids, two for each of you. But I think it's just a nice jumping off point. So I really don't want to talk about like what's been going on because school, school's what's been going on. How about you guys? I uh, I mean School. It's definitely a change for us. We've been back in for two days and we have now experienced a lunch and all that good stuff that goes along with pandemic schooling. So it's a weird two days, but I'm excited for it because I know the kids are excited, but it, it was nice. My first two days have been interesting. They were early dismissal days. So again, I'm, I'm in a high school if you're not familiar with me. Uh, this year I have ninth graders again. And it was different for being an early dismissal day. I was very tired at the end of Thursday and Friday when our final bell rang at 1258. I was tired and I was relieved that, you know, quote unquote, the day was over. It's I I can't explain it. I, I have more to share, but, you know, that that's what this whole episode 
is going to be about. So I'm sure we'll we'll circle back. But Stacey, how was it for you? It was great. Um, so I'll be talking about her all year, but I have a new teaching partner. Um, she's amazing. She's just really, really intelligent. She um, is a font of knowledge and she's just really loves getting to know the kids. She's just great to work with. So it's really nice working with her. And um, while we've had, I think the biggest hurdle we've we've encountered all year is just the change and fluctuation in our roster. So we started with um, 19, and then by the time school was supposed to start, we had 21. And then by the time school started, we only had 18. <laughs> and um, when school starts tomorrow, we'll have 19 again. So it's the smallest class I've ever had. Lots of changes just because, you know, there's still some hesitancy and some uncertainty um, with kids coming to school, whether parents don't want their children to be masked all day or they're waiting for a vaccine or whatever it is that they're pa- the parent, whatever reason parents have, there's not an option in my district for them to be taught virtually unless they are quarantined or out before co- for a COVID um, incident, we'll call it. Um, my word, not the districts, not the CDCs, right? So whatever the guidelines are um, from the health department, those are the only reasons our students would be Zooming in with us. Um, so because there isn't a virtual option, you know, some parents are just hesitant to bring their kids back. And I, and I, I get it. I get it. Um, you know, two towns over from where I teach, there are people who already have their first positive cases. And, you know, this is going to be the year that we, um, that we go with, but the first three days have been great. It's been so wonderful just to see kids out and playing and having fun and being in the classroom and just kind of soaking in all of it. Um, out of my 18 kids, only four of them were in school last year. So that's been kind of interesting. So you're seeing a little bit of that, um, but not, it's interesting because I know one of the things that we talked about um, at my grade level, um, K-5 is, you know, we're worried about the maturity of the kids coming in. And that really hasn't been that significant of um, a, a noticing for us. Like we're not noticing that they're any less mature. What we are noticing is that they're very, they seem to be like starved for just conversation, right? Like they just want to tell you everything. Whereas like normally these first few days, there's like some quiet hesitation and there's like that getting to know you honeymoon period. And like, it's like, and did you know, and did you know, and they're all excited to tell you all the things. And, and I get that too. Right. And I'm, I'm here for it. Let's have a conversation. Let's take it slow. Let's talk about all of your experiences. We're here for that. So it's been really good. How about you guys? Two days is a nice way to get in there. Chris, it sounds like you had two early dismissal. AJ, you had one early dismissal. Zero. Okay. So you, And mine were full days. So 8.40 to 3.30. That's our day for the kids. Yeah, our days were full. We, we, we got in 7.45 to 2.30. That was our day. And uh, um, Chris, I want you to go. I, I'm not going to share my experience. I want you to speak because you know, you're in it. So go ahead, please. Well, yeah, I, we'll get to AJ because he's got a certainly a different perspective as a building administrator on, on this. He sees a lot more. So my experience, Stacy, has really kind of been the opposite. So to hear you talk about students who want to talk and share and just talk, I in two of my six classes, I have six classes. We're on block schedule, A day, B day. And in two of my six classes, I already had to say, basically, hey, everybody, just so you know, this isn't a Google Meet. So if you're hoping to just sit here in silence, that's not going to work. And 
I am, I'd say between the six classes, 160 students, I had three or four kids over the course of the day who were like engaging with me in their classes. I'm asking questions. I'm kind of introing and going, you know, given the overview of what ninth grade world history is and what the expectations are for class just to, again, in a half day setting, only having for 60 minutes. So just very different. The, the nice thing as it kind of was in the spring, uh, I had a, a young man who is in the Rutgers graduate school of education. He did his uh, two day a week practicum with me in the spring. And now he's with me in the fall. So I have another student teacher this year, uh, Mr. Van S. And so we kind of, we're familiar with each other already. So we got to kind of do the first day of school song and dance and, you know, got to see him do that role in person after only him interacting with our students uh, in a Google meet in the virtual setting. But Stacy, just a very different experience. I, I would say um, in my building, you know, it's a hundred percent in, there's no virtual option. And to my knowledge, we haven't been given any guidelines on if a student has to be quarantined or has to be virtual, what happens then? They haven't told us that yet, but it sounds like you have a plan already. If if I was told a child was home, I don't know what the protocol is for me in terms of, do I have to then open up a Google meet that they have to be in, or am I just providing them with assignments and work? I, I haven't been get, I haven't been given any guidance on that yet, but I guess that might be different from district to district and no one you don't have a faculty member who's questioned that like i think that would have been one of the first questions that was raised if my that happened to us are great at asking questions but that wasn't one of the questions yet i'm I'm sure i mean i've got a faculty meeting on september 20th so i'm sure it'll come up then but as of this moment i i have no idea what i would do if they said mr nessie so-and-so is going to be quarantined for you know, 10 to 14 days. I, maybe they'll tell me then. I don't know. Interesting. And so and, and Chris, a- I just, just um quick question about like your two early release, your, your early dismissal days. Um, What are your teacher obligations for the afternoons? Uh, so held until regular time. I figured. And, um, Yeah. <laughs> um, So, so that time is used for continuing to set up the classroom, getting yourself organized, um, working on lesson plans, things, things of that nature. Yeah, we used to have that. I miss it. I, just even for kind of like checking with CST, you know, child study team, checking with the nurse to see what kind of health issues you might have in your class or whatever. Um, that was like a good time to do that. Now it's kind of fits in. But um, yeah, AJ, you were making faces when Chris was talking about the plan. Yeah, our plans in place. Our teachers know the plan. Um, we made sure to share with them because we didn't want to blindside them. Uh, Chris, all right. Again, you know, I don't want to speak like I'm an expert here, but we're supposed to give students the same opportunity they would have in a live environment that they would have in a home environment. So, so from my understanding, kids who are quarantined for travel or exposure, the only two kids who can, well, I'm sorry, the only two types of kids who can have uh, virtual instruction. So any kid who is quarantined for travel or is exposed to somebody with COVID is allowed to have a streaming option. Other than that, you know, if you have a kid who says, I don't feel like coming in today, it's a sick day. They should follow Google Classroom or whatever the LMS is that you're using. Um, right. So that's why I was making phases because we, we told our teachers that to begin with. Yeah. And we told them because we have some kids who were traveling and who are 
you know, they're not vaccinated, so they have to you know, uh, find a way to have the instruction. Unfortunately, for the first two days, there wasn't much instruction via Google Classroom or anything live because a lot of relationship building. So we asked them if they had the opportunity to stream to do that. Um, but right now, there's nothing to really stream. So um, the streaming will commence this week, and the kid will come back probably at the end of the week anyway. So they won't miss very much. Um, but it's not like we're going to tell them like eight o'clock in the morning, be ready at eight fifteen. You know, we're going to give them a day to kind of get situated with the fact that they have to stream again and get everything in order so that they're ready to go. That's You're referring to to a faculty member. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, faculty okay. member. Yes. I mean, technically, I I am set up for that. So, like in my classroom, I have you know the microphone set up, the camera is set up, because um, I anticipate having to do that. So I thought ahead. Um, but along those lines, I also took it upon myself to let my students know, you know, that Google Classroom will still play a big part of what we do. And, you know, we're all familiar with how that works. So, you know, the expectation and and uh, the need for that is certainly there. So I let them know, you know, if you're ever absent for any reason, that's where you need to check. That's where everything will be posted. That continues to be the hub for all the resources. You know, I let them know that, you know, I might be able to count on my 10 fingers how many pieces of paper I will give them Mm -hmm. this year because just coming off a year that was mostly digital where I did not give them any paper. I've, I've got a lot of resources, you know, ready to go and, you know, to continue to make those things available digitally, I can do that. Uh, and certainly, you know, for, you know, any special education, IEP 504 type situations, if a student needed something physically, it's not impossible for me to make something that's digital, physical and tangible. And I think that should be the practice going forward. I think Google Classroom should be the one thing or your LMS, whatever you're using out there, should be the one thing that we continue using because, you know, it keeps kids accountable and keeps them organized. Um, again, I know a lot of people don't want to be given out paper right now. It's just easier not to have paper to begin with, I think. I know some people like the physical copies, but I really think that we should be using the LMS as an advantage, you know, so keep doing it. And you know, it gives students, keeps everything right there for them. It allows them to communicate with you easily. It doesn't have to be an email anymore. It's right there. So use it. Use it. Absolutely. AJ, can you give us any insight into what you see from that administrative lens as the first couple of days of school? I mean, just to kind of set the stage for people, this is your second year where you are. It's also really your first time with kids in this particular building in this district so you know what are things like so far i mean last year it was just like you and the janitor going in every day <laughs> and now it's you and teachers and kids so what do you see chaos pure <laughs> and utter chaos what no, does I that gotta, look like no i gotta be honest kind? we no we had a we had a good we had a smooth first two days so you know we have two entrances into the building uh, one entrance for our fifth and eighth grade, one entrance for our sixth and seventh grade. Um, so I'm at one entrance, the principal's at the other entrance, got music going, we welcome the kids, you know, all that good stuff, right? So kids were starting. I, I think the hardest part for the first two days was the kids arriving on Thursday, uh, some of them not having a schedule or knowing where they were going. That honestly was the hardest part, but my teachers were were spot on. They were fantastic. They were in the hallways directing kids, like I'm trying to tell kids like how to find one of the wings. Like go oh, that way, go that way. That way. The teacher's like, got them. Let's go. And they're 
you know, like little ducklings. They're in the lead and kids are following the teacher uh, down the hallway. So I was very proud to see that they were, you know, so active in the hallway. They were so excited to see the, the kids. Kids were so excited to see some teachers. You can tell there was some nerves there uh, from our from our students. But I think for the most part, they were they were really ready, ready to be in school. So that was the the morning. Kids went to classes, no problem. Teachers were were excited about getting them lockers. I was watching kids do lockers. You know, for our fifth and sixth graders, they've never used lockers before. So, you know, I was going around opening lockers, helping them. Like I would open a locker for them, like, all right, your turn. I close the locker, like, but I uh, uh. So I was like, no, it's your turn. You got to do it. I can't be here all the time. So I was showing them how to do it. And, uh, you know, just getting them excited, you know, just bringing that positive energy that we always talk about. You know, what does it look like? How does it make kids feel? And like, you know, being silly, you know, just showing them that it's, it's, it's a time for them to feel comfortable at school. I think the hardest part for us was lunch. Um, and you can hear my voice, like talking in a mask um, to students. You know, we have we have large classes. We have over 600 kids in our school to begin with. So, you know, we have lunch classes or lunch periods of 150, 160 kids. So trying to get kids quiet to go over what the lunch procedures are, because again, for fifth and sixth grade, they've never done lunch at our school. I've never done lunch at our school until now. The seventh graders did a half of year of lunch and now everything is different because, you know, in New Jersey, we and all over, there's a free lunch option. So kids can eat a lunch and then go get a free lunch. So like just just getting them back into what it looks like for lunch and recess was the hardest part, but it was fun because it really allowed us to interact with the students and, and be part of their day, you know, it's very different for them. And you can kind of see like there's a little stress they feel, but once they kind of get into the routine, they're like, oh, I can do this. All right, cool. Let's go. You know, wearing wearing masks at lunch is difficult because we're like, okay, you're done eating. Put your mask back on, throw it away. Don't get up, talk to friends. You know, we do it outside. So all that stuff is a little bit difficult for them to kind of remember, you know, because they just think like, oh, there's a friend. I'm going to go talk to them. But like there's some serious rules that we had to put in place going forward. It, it, it sounds like AJ... And uh, I, I did hear it in your voice as soon as you got on the call. I mean, you keep this up when we record episode 105. It's going to be Chris <laughs> Stacy and Barry White. <laughs> um, but, but you know, a couple things just to, again, you know, I'll, I'll throw out more about what's happening for me based on what, what you shared, AJ. So for lunches in, in the high school, they wound up adjusting our schedule. So instead of three lunches, we now have four lunches. Same. In, in our day, which kind of threw people off teachers and students in my high school, just about half the building is in the building for the first time because you have the freshmen last year who are now sophomores this year. And now you got a new incoming group of freshmen. And I talking to my new freshmen this year, you know, I did a poll in each class asking, you know, you know, by show of hands, how many of you spent all of last year virtually and you never went in hybrid in the spring when the district did that. And a good portion of my kids, they, had, they hadn't been in the school in a classroom since March of 2020, back when they were in seventh grade. And we talked about that, you know, a couple times over the summer with kids coming back to schools. Um, so, yeah, that, that just kind of drives with what you're seeing. But again, you know, from the high school lens. Yeah, and Chris, th- like my building is is unique, and, and our our sister building, our companion building over on the other side of town, is 
is even more isolated in that like they're only four or five. We have a section or a school worth of of third grade in my building. So there's a chance that some of our students in fifth grade attended as third graders, but there's a greater chance that these kids, their first time in the building is as fifth graders. And like, then they're with us for a year and they move on to the middle school. And like, that's such a weird thing. And then for my colleagues who teach fifth grade at the other building in our district, like their kids are brand new. So the fourth and fifth grade kids are pretty much brand new unless they were hybrid last year or came in, like you said, when we switched over. So that's been really interesting. That is another thing that that we have noticed. It's not an immaturity. It's a lack of certainty and a lack of awareness of where the things are in the building because they've never been there, right? So like you count on like most fifth graders spent the year as fourth graders. They know where the bathrooms are. They might get the two wings mixed up because they look exactly the same. But once they figure that out, that it all, it jives. But like just not knowing where the restrooms are, how to get to the front office. If you're a car rider, it's a different dismissal. How to do dismissal. That was a big mystery. So it was kind of nice to have a co-teacher and just kind of be like, okay, well, we'll just walk you down to the center hallway and you'll follow the herd out. Like, because that can be, that can be tricky. One of the tricky things, uh, again, so they, because there's more bells ringing during my day now, you mm. know, with the additional lunch, they, uh, and we have a new building principal this year that they brought up from the middle school. So, um, y- young guy, y- younger than me. And, uh, I, he made a point of saying that they changed some of the bell tones, like when they ring and how they ring. And one of the new, one of the tones that they're using as a bell is the sound that used to be what you would hear when they were going to page and make an announcement. So now I find myself three, four times a day hearing that tone. And my colleagues have even commented that we're stopping and we're thinking, okay, make your announcement. And there's nothing but they're using that tone in the system as as, as a bell. So that's been fun. <laughs> that's an interesting choice. But now I, I got a question. So AJ, you commented that you're finding it difficult and it's affected your voice to be, I guess, raising your voice with the mask on, right? I'm teaching now really for the first time with a mask on where I've got to actually project. And I didn't actually experience that until I started at Rutgers two weeks ago where I had, you know, a room full of 35 with the mask on what I did in the spring, you know, when I'm on a microphone on a Google meet with a mask on, I don't have to project for the whole room. Mm-hmm. Now in my classroom, it's the full classroom of kids. I got the mask. The kids have the mask and on all their desks. It's the, the plastic shield things. So we have, it's like, it's like that. So, I made a point of checking with the kids and, and my student teacher, like checking in with them, like, can you all hear us without a problem? And they're all like, yeah. So, so I got that. I guess it's all the podcasting that I can project through the, the mask. But now it's like, and my, and my student teacher commented, he's like, Ness, I can't hear the kids at all. And we, there were, there are some kids where you can't hear them when there's no mask, no COVID, no, <laughs> no shield. Yeah. And, and they're quiet. Now it's like, what like so it's like we got to teach them how to be students again mm-hmm. teach them how to come to school and, and now it's like this added skill of how to communicate face to face with other people with yeah. obstructions yeah. yeah so one thing we've talked about in my classroom because we experienced this last year as well and like the hardest part is when you're you know i can project my voice at no normal range to so like a small space but like to I don't want to say yell because it has such a negative connotation, but when you're trying to be heard and the kids are like down the hallway, 
right? And you're like, okay, you may need to slow down or whatever. Um, one of the PE teachers um, pointed out that if you pull your mask out just a little bit, I mean, I understand it negates the purpose of the mask, but you're not doing it all day to be heard. You're just doing it in that one instance. Like, okay, we're going to stop now. You know, you pull your mask out and it, it helps a little bit. Um, but for the kids, you know, I've always, um, you know, cause I work, I've always, I, I've, you know, this is my, th- only my third year teaching fifth grade. And I still consider myself a primary teacher. Um, I do little things with them. So like we turn our listening ears on and we literally like put a knob on, like we, we turn the knobs on our ears and like, like we had one kid this year who I is, it would just be a quiet child without a mask and with the mask, he wants to participate. So he, it's not that he's quiet as a participant. He's just has a very soft spoken voice. And I'm like, okay, but before you participate, you know how we put on our listening ears. I need you to turn your volume up. I was like, your volume's here. And I'm like, your volume needs to go up to about here. So I'm like moving it up my neck. And then he was so cute. He goes, okay. And so he like looked at me for a little bit, like, is this, is this lady serious? And then he did it and he was, and he moved it all the way up and it was like above his head. I was like, if that's where you need your volume to be, that's where I want it to be. And then we could hear him. It's like those little, like, like, I don't know how that would work with middle school or high school, but with like little, and that's the other thing. Like these kids are not too, too cool for school yet because they haven't lived a real fourth grade experience where like, they're just like, yeah, you know, like I'm almost a big kid. Like they're just like, yeah, I'm in school. This is awesome. So Doing that kind of stuff is okay. Speaking of, uh, I, I was going to say little kid, but I don't want to insult little kids, but the elementary level. So I'm in two classrooms this year. I'm in one classroom both days at the start of my day, and then I moved to another classroom for my two other classes. So I'm in two total. My first classroom of the day in my building, I don't know if you guys have seen it, but you've been there for Ed Camp, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. I'll have to point this out whenever that happens again. But my first classroom of the day in my high school building is the former classroom that served as the in-district pre-K daycare program. Do you have little chairs? No, I have full-size chairs and desks on wheels. And you've heard me a couple years ago talk about the high school desk with the wheelie chairs that I love. Mm -hmm. Okay. But aside from that, the rest of the classroom is like a kindergarten room. It's the only classroom in the building that has some carpeting in it, not like a rug with letters, but like carpeting that's like attached and there's like tile and there's like an edging to it. So there's that. There's cubbies for like 23 and four year olds with like to do their cubby work. There's a sink that is uh, little people height. (laughs) So like if I'm not looking like I'll bang my shin on the countertop, there's a bathroom in the classroom. And this is the cutest, funniest part. It's got the teeniest, tiniest little toilet I've ever seen. Now, you might be thinking, I've seen a tiny toilet in a school. Like, AJ's like, oh, the middle school toilets, they're, they're a little smaller. No, this looks like a potty. But it's also like an industrial school bathroom toilet that is no more than like uh, 13, 14 inches high off the ground. Here's the kicker. The bathroom has half a door by design. Yes, so you can like, see it. So I'm about six feet tall. The top of the half door comes up to eh, a little more than my nipples. So an adult could see over the door to help a young child, right? But like a little kid couldn't walk up to that door and see over the door. So I joked with my kids in that classroom both days like, hey, everybody, we've got a bathroom. But I don't recommend using it because as you can see, there's only half a door. So 
it's 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 a preschool. Wait, it gets better. I also have access to the outside because Ooh, is there a playground? playground that's fenced in. So on Friday, it rained. It was a miserable day on Thursday. Friday, beautiful day. For advisor, I said, all right, everybody, get up, follow me. They're like, what? We'll open up the back door, took them out, got to take our masks off. We were all socially distanced outside, and we got to have, they could have some conversations, me and student teacher, still were chatting with them a little bit. So, yeah, that's another part of my life. Did you play in the, the swings? Room. The romper room. No, they were, it's, it's like climb on stuff. Oh, that's fun, though. Yeah, and I anticipate using it every day if it's nice. Uh, and you'll get Wi-Fi out there because it's still a te- like. I, you know what? Because that room also has a crappy projector in it that is uh, decides to shut off and beep like it's going to explode every seven minutes. Um, and all my kids have Chromebooks. I could see myself going outside and doing some instruction. Why the hell not? I love that for you. I love that for them. <laughs> and I just love seeing like you, this gigantic man in the middle of it. A daycare classroom, like a preschool classroom, because they are little. I, mean, the I taught in a preschool. I mean, the kids are high school kids. I mean, it's not like I'm yeah, a giant in the classroom. I will have two fifth graders bigger than me by the end of the like the uh, the calendar year. Not even yeah, the week is likely. There were two of them. I'm like, oh, so yeah, fifth grade bigger than me. Nice. And uh, speaking of fun, before we continue the conversation want to take a moment to talk to you about StreamYard, our current podcast PD sponsor. StreamYard, which is what we use to produce this fine program live every couple of weeks, it's a live streaming studio in your browser. Again, it's how we've been producing podcast PD since we started live streaming the show over a year ago. StreamYard lets us interview guests, we can take calls, quote unquote, and we can visually brand our broadcast and much more. With StreamYard, we stream directly to YouTube. We also stream directly to Twitter and Twitch, but you can also stream to Facebook and LinkedIn and some other places as well. If you want to learn more about StreamYard, use our link. Go to podcastpd.com slash StreamYard. And thank you to StreamYard for sponsoring Podcast PD. Love it. I like StreamYard. It's so easy to use. We have some um, people listening in, Stephanie and Brent, if you guys want to join us on StreamYard, Chris told you how, podcastpd.com forward slash join. And you too can tell us about how your first week or weeks of school have been going. Um, Brent's joining us from Ottawa, Canada. That's awesome. So, yep. Uh, Stephanie Yay, commented, are the walls colorful? No. They are oh, just white sad. cinder block. Yeah. So how are you guys? So we talked about like what school has actually felt like, but... I know the time has been somewhat limited and maybe we can like circle back to this um, and just kind of have a recap. But what is it feeling like as far as um, connection building with students or for you, AJ, with students and staff? um, Like, How are you going about and doing that? Does it feel different? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's going to feel different. You know, it's going to. But I feel like I have great opportunities throughout a day that I can build a relationship with kids. You know, I'm still learning a lot of kids' names. Um, luckily, because I've been do- I was doing the schedule all summer, I recognize names. So when a student says who they are, I'm like, boom, okay, I know who that is. I know your last name. Um, I just got to remember now because looking at kids with just their eyes, you know, it's hard to, you know, 608 kids. It's really hard to kind of remember what everybody looks like. So I'm trying to trying to figure out a way to kind of remember them. And, and like in the mornings, it's easy because they all 
kind of come in and I say good morning. So we talk to some of the kids there during lunch. I'll talk to them outside. I have an opportunity to kind of hang out and talk to them there as well. Um, as for teachers, you know, after school, before school, that's really the best time I can do that during the day. I don't want to be in their way. You know, they, they, they have their own relationships to build. Um, I am around the hallways. Like, like I said, I was doing lockers with the kids the other day. So I was able to kind of talk to the kids there and get to know them a little bit as they're doing their lockers and, you know, kind of engage with the teachers and crack some jokes about lockers and how to open them and things like that. So there's been opportunities, but it's, it's not forced. I can tell you that much. Like the kids are definitely looking to get to know their teachers, to get to know me, to get to know everybody else around them. You know, they really do like being in school and they do want to feel like they're part of the school community. So it's, it's good to see that um, for especially our fifth and sixth graders, you know, for seventh and eighth graders, you know, you talk about being too cool, but I think they're just really excited about the opportunities they have. Like our eighth graders are actually going to be able to be eighth graders and, you know, take part in a lot of the things that they can take part in to be the graduating class, you know, here at Eastbrook. Um, seventh graders, good kids, all in all, it seems like. So I, I just think there's there's some great opportunities to uh, to really just get to know everybody and, and be part of a school. You know, they're doing things they didn't do last year. They're going to have band finally, you know, later on, and we're going to space that out nicely or go outside, whatever the case may be. So they're going to have clubs. They're going to have, like, everything that they've been doing. They have lunch already. They have recess. So I think that they're, they're starting to feel like it's a normal year. So they're going to start treating it like it's a normal year and doing the same thing they do with teachers and, and get to know everybody. You know, I'm still new to them. So like while they know who I am, you know, the fifth graders are meeting everybody for the first time. Sixth through eighth grade have met me, but now they get to know who I am and see what I'm, what I'm like. So that's always, that's always a good thing. Yeah. I think it's important. Okay. No, no, no. Not tell a joke. (laughs) I was going to say, I think it's important um, for kids to see their administrators as, you know, someone who's just accessible, someone who's in the hallway, someone who you're not necessarily meeting only in the office, right? For whatever reason, whether Mm -hmm. it be morning announcements, because, you know, that's not a bad thing. That's just a thing. Um, But, you know, there's at least for, I think, our generation, there's such a negative connotation with, with going to the office if you're a kid. And so just, you know, Seeing a smile, whether, Mm yeah, there's some truth to that too, but just, you know, seeing, you know, we talked about, um, with our kids, like practicing your smiles, you know, and our, um, our building, like you're smiling with your eyes. It's a Tara Banks thing. Smiles make, make sense. You know? Okay. never mind. Chris is making eyes at me, (laughs) but they're not smiles. (laughs) Um, but it's just nice, you know, like our building principals, um, assistant principals have been walking around and just kind of like making sure that, you know, the kids have a sense of who they are. They're in the cafeterias every day, like you're saying, AJ. Um, and like our principal just happened to be um, right outside our classroom the day that we were taking photos for um, for birthdays. I like to hang up like all the kids' birthdays, like all the kids for the month at the same time. So we had February go out together and he was there. I was like, Mr. Dalton, when's your birthday? And, you know, that was fun. So, you know, February now has like an extra person. And so we'll know it for sure when February comes around, when his birthday is. It's perfect. Is that so, relationship? Yeah. That little connection, you know, mm-hmm. because for so many of them, he was just a guy in the, in a video or yeah. like the guy that you kind of know, because he's relatively new. This is his third year back in the building as well. So yeah, but I, it'll be interesting to build those connections these next few 
weeks and, you know, carry out, um, over, over the next few months and throughout the year. So I'm, yeah, I'm really and excited. And I think it's important to do it now. You know, it's not something that you wait for, you know, I know you want to, you say to yourself, you want to get the whole first day kind of routine put in place. But like, I feel like if I don't get to know the kids in the first couple of days, then it's, it's wasted. You know, I'm mm-hmm. going to see, I want to be part of the routine, you know, being at the front entrance, being in the hallways. I want them to see that like, Oh, as I switch classes, there's Mr. Bianco walking in the hallways. So I want to be part of the routine. And even though I might be interrupting sometimes too bad, that's what I'm going to do. You know, those kids love it. They love any kind of interruption. Oh yeah. Teacher, other kid and admin. They like it. I'm I'm the worst though. I'm the worst though. Because my teachers, I don't know. Sometimes when I stand in the doorway, teachers like stop what they're doing. Like everybody say hi to Mr. Bianco. I'm like, Oh, there's my opportunity to ruin this class. So here we go. And I'll do that. I do that. Yeah. But I do that too. But it's like, hi, Mr. Bianco. I'm like, whoa, that's all I get. So like now the whole class is derailed because now I'm going to get them wild. <laughs> and then I'm going to leave. It's, no, like, but it's, that's, like, it's I, like grandparents. I'm like a grandparent. It's like, oh, here are my kids. All right, I'm out. See you. You get them. <laughs> I do the same thing. Like uh, anybody walks in, you know, there's a guy who I share, who we share the same room. He's in the morning, afternoon. So he had to come in a couple of times this week to get stuff out of his uh, shelf desk area. And I stopped the class. Hey, it's Mr. So-and-so. Give it up for him. He's one. He's another fine social studies teacher here at the high school. You know, I was doing my whole intro spiel and another one walked by and I pulled her in the room and I was like, give it up for her. She's the, you know, the advisor, this, that, da, 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 da. You ever see her? Don't talk to her. <laughs> and do so, your kids applaud or like, what do you mean by give it up? Is that what they're doing? They're applauding? Yeah, yeah. Give it up. Applaud. Yeah. That's awesome. Some kids clap. Yeah. So again, if, if, if you're not laughing, you're crying. So why not laugh? And, and I keep forgetting because it keeps coming up, but I had commented earlier. I also love to give, give directions to students and it kind of goes into the territory. You got kids coming in a three story high school. It's big. You guys have been there. Mm-hmm. Got to give directions. So my, my little running joke with students the last two days, you know, they would come up to me and say, you know, excuse me, can you tell me where I can find, uh, do you know where C one Oh five is? And I would reply with, yes, I do. Oh, would Chris, you, it's mean. And then they look at me and I'm like, would you also like to know where it is? Yes, please. So, yeah, that, that was a good running joke. <laughs> I amuse yeah, myself. Yeah, you probably stop that. Yeah, that's not nice. At least it's not as bad as what Richie does to people at the park. They're like, how do you get to such and such ride? He was like, it's over there, over there, over there. And he's like, I lead them back to the entrance. I was like, you're the worst human being ever. Wow. That's great. <laughs> Not every time, just when they're mean to him. That's what he says. Oh, like, oh is he still working or is that over now? Uh, he only works on, well, he works Fridays and Saturdays, but he'll only be working Saturdays um, in the next few weeks. But Fright Fest started. So there's, that. is he like a zombie or something? What's he going to do? No, now? he's still working in retail. Nice. But he's excited for Fright Fest. Probably he more went for their preview. Paycheck. Uh, that too. <laughs> but it sounds like we've had a couple of really good first few. Um, first few days, any big plans as we, well, this isn't even a full week for us. None of us has a full five days, right? I'm off on Thursday. Same. Same. So, I mean, I'm looking forward to like, you know, just slowing it down and like getting to know them. We're still doing the academic things that we need to do, but even those academic, um, the content in those academic areas is getting to know you stuff, right? So it's like, who are you as a reader? 
What are some things we can write about? You know, um, we're starting a social studies project this week about names. And I'm super excited for that because my co-teacher and I created that project last year before we even knew we were working together. Um, Because, you know, we have, you know, we live in a world where like names are not the typical names. They're not our names, right? Like Chris, AJ, Stacey, like they're they're multisyllabic. They come from different countries and you definitely want to honor all of that. You're just Chris. Stop it. Christopher. Keep it up. I'm going to call you Mr. Nessie again. All right. So it's just, it's, so we're really excited for that, for that name project. And, um, you know, we got a lot of multicultural books that we'll be introducing, but one of them is your name is a song. And so like that fits, like it just kind of fits with like what we were already doing. So it's nice to have something new in and that we can, you know, kind of weave in as we go. Are you going to play the name game? No, it's not like that. It's a little more serious than that. They're in fifth it, grade. Teach them names, the name game. Names are serious, Chris. I guess we could try, but no. We're going to talk about baseball this week. Go on. <laughs> so we have a math lesson. Um, it's called Brad's Baseballs, and it's about multiplication and arrays. Um, so we figured baseball is not necessarily the top sport in our classroom. So we're going to be starting with um, a baseball greeting. And then we're going to be moving into, uh, what's that face, AJ? I'm curious what a baseball greeting would be. Like, okay, so you throw more, a ball at somebody and hit no, no, no. So no, Fist so morning bumps and high fives and fancy morning meeting. What are we doing? Morning Slapping meeting. Butt? <laughs> morning meeting is typically something that's done on the floor and everyone sits in our circle. We can't do that. It's what do you? What is that face, Chris? It's little people. It's, I'm just listening. One, they're in fifth grade, so they're not little people. They're not little people. Um, they're little. They're it's little just floor. funny to hear some of the things you say. Like we start morning meeting on the floor, like push. typically, like it's like it's like it's time for drills and exercise. Well, because we're in the circle in the meeting area, but there's no meeting area because we're in rows. So like all of that doesn't lend itself easily. But anyway, so we stand in a circle for morning meeting. But the greeting is: you pick up a card and you either um, you've hit a single, a double, or a triple. And so, like, you skip one person, you skip two people, or you skip to the third person, and that's the person that you greet. And then that person is the next person at bat. And so that's the greeting. And then our activity is another baseball greeting um, that has to do with multiplication. So, And for you who might be listening and wondering, she used to be a baseball manager, so this is totally appropriate. <laughs> she knows all the positions, so she's good. <laughs> she's good to go. You guys... <laughs> You guys run a baseballing podcast, so there's that. I just thought you'd baseballing? be baseballing. Baseballing. <laughs> yep. Yeah, don't, don't don't call it all that. the things I know. Anyway, all right. So uh, what I'm starting with again along those lines, Stacy, trying to get to know them, but still incorporating academia. So in my ninth grade class for world history, we start with a unit on culture. So one of the first things we have them do is participate in building a class presentation where they have to talk about themselves. So as we get a sense of where they're at presenting, right. And speaking in front of, you know, public speaking, uh, get a sense of where they are creatively, you know, using Google slides, uh, following directions. So Mm -hmm. we're looking forward to that. And that'll kind of roll into, you know, a unit on the seven elements of culture to start the year and our journey in world history. It's exciting. I like that. Yeah, we'll be doing that too. AJ, you threw your pen up. 
I know. I'm, just, I'm just I'm just so excited. <laughs> I'm just so excited. Thing? I like your I like all of your ideas that you guys. It's are a baseballing thing. Students. It's a baseballing thing. thing. Yeah. Um, AJ, let me ask you this. So you mentioned how you like to sometimes distract or, you know, derail a class when you walk in as an administrator. Do you ever intentionally think about ways that you can do that, or is it just kind of like spur of the moment, just by walking in, or like, you know, what's your style? What's my style to derail a class? Is yeah. it, is it working? Okay. Um, <laughs> I, I don't do it to all the classes. I won't. I kind of see what's going on and kind of see like, as I'm walking in the hallway, is it like a serious moment or are they already like talking and like having a conversation? Is it like, I look into a classroom and kind of see what's going on before I'm like standing in the doorway waiting, you know, like one class I went in on that I saw it was quiet. So I kind of like looked in, and I saw they were just kind of like organizing their materials, putting their names on binders and things like that. And I was like, I just kind of slid right into the classroom and, and just hung out there for a little bit until somebody noticed me. Um, otherwise, if there's a conversation and I hear it get a little loud, I'll jump in there and see if I can get part of the conversation. So, you know, it's not really derailing a class. Like, I really just kind of like just want to make sure that like just want to make sure I can be involved in some way. Because otherwise I get bored. You know Okay, like, do you try and do that at least like once a day where you'll try not in derail, but will you try to get involved and participate even if for a couple of minutes in a cl- like, do you have a goal of like how often you'd like to do that? Cause you enjoyed being a classroom teacher and now you're not in the classroom. So I'm just curious. Right. No, well, I'm moving around all day. I think the only thing that, that only stops me is that I have four lunch duties between 1045 and 1245. So I got to take care of four lunches at that point. But, you know, between I was at eight thirty because I'll give them the morning to kind of get themselves settled. So anytime after eight thirty, I'm I'm moving around the room. I'm moving around the school, I should say. So you know, my my, uh, my twelve thousand to thirteen thousand steps a day that I had for the last two days are kind of uh, <laughs> are kind of showing that I'm moving around as much as I can. Stacey, you track yeah. your steps at school? Yeah, I'm usually done by three, and my hours for standing are also done by them. My 12 hours to stand. Closing the circles. Closing the done. rings. Got to get them done. <laughs> but AJ, I was going to say, you know, like you look at those little interruptions as like you say, like getting them all riled up or whatever. But I look at them as like an opportunity for them to understand, like when things are silly, like they have a, f- a finishing point. Mm-hmm. And so like, how do we get back? Right. Like, because that happens with teachers too. teachers can be silly and they can go off and like, get rowdy but there's also like it can't stay like that all day or we would get nothing done right of course so like it's good practice for like okay and we're back yeah you know mr bianco's gone or like okay and we're not talking about baseball anymore now it's time to talk about math and a raise that's actually very true i don't think about it that way you know and like and our second day of school was um, our assistant principal's birthday and she happened to be in the hallway while we were out for special and our health teacher was in. And I was like, oh, do you have a second? Can you come in with us? Because health was wrapping up. And she was like, yeah, no problem. I was like, guys, look who it is. I found, you know, I found our principal in the hallway. Let's sing happy birthday to her. And like, there it was. And the health teacher joined in and then like, she was like, oh my goodness, thank you so much, you know? And then she was on her way and we were, transitioning into a third period and it was Makes great sense. Yeah. so it's good it's, practice. It, it, it's those moments though that that are important so like, like you said they are extremely important and the kids love it 
Yes. You know, stuff like that doesn't even really know any age limit. I did something goofy with my Rutgers students on Wednesday night last week, and it was the uh, the capstone class. So we I did the whole spiel intro, the course, the expectations, the whole thing. And then I was like, all right, let's go outside because it was, you know, like almost eight o'clock. So it was still it was a beautiful night. So I brought the class out in front of this building out in the quad and we kind of gathered in a circle at the foot path to this building that we were in. And we were talking, they were kind of introducing themselves kind of in a circle. We were just kind of going around and doing that. And then some people started to exit the building. So I started to clap for people as they would like have to walk through our circle group of people. So my whole class of college seniors also started to clap and applaud for people. And it was like the NBA where like you're getting introduced to like, you know, starting lineup type stuff. And so people were like, Oh my God, I cannot walk past this group fast enough. Why are they clapping? And some other people were like, yeah, woo, coming through. So you can be goofy and have some fun at any age. And I think that's super mm-hmm. important to keep yourself grounded. I like that's true. You know what else is nice? Before we get to Stacy's recommendation, which was a holdover from last episode, because she had to duck out and, you know, drive somebody who needed pick to be up driven. the kid. There you go. Pick up the kid. I uh, want to thank our executive producers, uh, Mike Brilla, Stephanie Scrocky, and Sandy Hartman. Without them, a lot of what we do here wouldn't be possible. And we invite you to consider becoming an executive producer, especially if you get value from our hard work and time to put together podcast PD. So how can you do that? Easy. Go to podcastpd.com slash executive producer, and you can support us on a monthly or a yearly basis financially. And uh, as a thank you for your support, all executive producers get an executive producer sticker that is custom and special. And uh, if you do take the leap and support us for a year, we will send you a podcast PD mug that would look great on your desk behind your shield or in your faculty room when you can sip coffee with pulling your mask down. It's great. And uh, we'll also send you a podcast PD t-shirt, kind of like the one I'm wearing here. We'll reach out to you. Maybe you want a different color. Stacy likes the purple. AJ's got a black one. I go with the, uh, this is like periwinkle or blue or something. I don't know. We'll hook you up. Matches um, your eyes. Oh, thank you, Stacy. <laughs> so podcastpd.com slash executive producer and again thank you to mike stephanie and sandy we really appreciate it and certainly we welcome more executive producers all right stacy we've been waiting with bated breath for multiple <laughs> days and weeks now um what are we listening to but stacy what have you been listening to that you want to share today okay so um what i wanted to share um originally is a show that many people are probably familiar with. It's um, Brene Brown's Unlocking Us with Brene Brown. And um, I don't know about you, but I was a little bit late to the bandwagon of Ted Lasso. And yeah, AJ, no, Chris is, is shaking his head yes. No, I want to get on the bandwagon. I just haven't. Been such able to a good bandwagon to, to be on. It is such an amazing show. I, I watch it with... Um, my husband and my younger guy and we just really laugh and it's heartwarming a little bit inappropriate but just totally gives you all the like good feels and Brene Brown does an amazing interview with um 
Jason Sudeikis and Brendan Hunt, who play Coach Ted Lasso and um, Coach Beard on the show. And they just talk about, you know, how this is just the perfect show for right now. It's got such feel good vibes um, and how like that's being seen as like out of the ordinary. And like that to me is just like when they said that, I was like, oh, that is just such a sad thought that like to have like good natured, feel good things um, is an out of the ordinary thing that shouldn't be out of the ordinary. And um, it's just like one of those shows that I know they're using um, uh, Coach Ted as like a leadership guru. Um, He's got some great one liners. I love his attitude towards tea and the show itself, the podcast. He's not a tea drinker, but um, you know, when he talks to Brene, they talk, they get into things about like music, um, sports in general, and um, just, just really awesome. So listen to the the podcast and ma- might make you a little more interested in the show Ted Lasso, but um, I would tell- totally go for it. Thanks, Liz. That's my recommendation. Very cool. There'll out. be a link out to that at podcastpd.com slash 104. And uh, if you actually, if you listen to this as a podcast, if you swipe left or up or you tap the uh, the cover art, you should be able to see our show notes in your podcast player as well. And that's going to be uh, linked to BreneBrown.com. So, Stacey, thanks for sharing that. That'll be awesome. I, w- I will definitely check that out. It was a good one. All right. All right. Well, nobody called in today, but maybe you will join us live next time and call in. We thank you for joining us in the chat. We had a, a handful of people here. Thank you to Stephanie and Manuel. Brent. Thank you. Thank you. Brent. Oh, I, I'm yeah. reading it the other way. Yep. Yeah, it could read both ways, but okay. All right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there you go. Stacy, do you know how to do your magic? Because no, I've never made it to the end of the show. (laughs) I died. (laughs) He's not listening, so it doesn't matter. (laughs) Literally laughed out loud. I was it was delightful. It made my day as I was getting ready for school. But um, yeah, so the magic. Say goodnight, Christopher. Goodnight, Christopher. Say goodnight, AJ. Good night, AJ. Good night, Fonz. Good night, Podcast PD. Thank you for checking out this episode of Podcast PD. For links to everything that we discussed in this episode, you can visit the show notes at our website, podcastpd.com. To connect with the show on social media, we are at Podcast PD on Instagram and Twitter. And we share using the hashtag PodcastPD. To connect with Stacy, AJ, and myself, we are on Twitter at Mr. Nessie, at Stacy Lindis, and at AJ Bianco. We would love to hear from you, so please go to podcastpd.com slash feedback and send us an email, send us a voice message, whatever you need to do. Also, if you enjoyed this podcast, make sure you share it with somebody that you think would get value from it. Word of mouth is the best way to share a podcast you enjoy. And we hope you enjoyed Podcast PD. We appreciate you listening. We appreciate your sharing. And we love creating this podcast for you. We'll see you in the next episode. Take care.